Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. It's just good to see you all this morning. I'm going to pray before I start. Can't help it. God, thank you we're together. Thank you we're a family. Thank you for the blessing, the glory that's on this house today. The glory that's on this house, God, may, may it manifest the glory in their houses. Like the tents of Israel, may people see it and say the glory of God is there. We give you praise and honor this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> and amen. If you would, would you turn to Isaiah 61, please? This is a foundational scripture for our ministry. This is really what we're about. This is, we're talking about faith for the vision. I thought I would try to explain to you a little bit this morning how I believe the vision works in the Word. Vision, obviously, is for your future. You know, it's funny. A vision can be seen, but abstract. Because the person you see in the vision, even though it's you, is not the same person you are right now. See, a lot of times we see what God wants us to be or what we're going to get to do. But it looks, because of who we are today, we don't see how it can be possible, not realizing he is powerful enough to transform you into the person that can do that. Some of you have seen yourself things that you've written, doing things that you've written off because it just seemed too far away. I was discussing with somebody this week, the intercessors this week, about a, a woman who was believing God for like 25, 35, long time, just maybe 35 years, maybe even 40, I don't know how long it took because her husband was an alcoholic all those years you know you know you, if you live with an alcoholic for 35 years or a, or a person addicted to drugs 35 years and you're still there and you're still praying you're bad man i mean you you really are are tough cuz that's a tough life and sometimes when you do that it becomes such a part of your life that if it ever wasn't there, you might not even know what to do because it took so much attention and thought life to live with somebody who was addicted that long that it altered your personality. But since it happens over 35 years, it's so subtle, you don't know exactly what changed, but you know something changed in you. Your heart is harder or whatever. Whatever you had to do to survive, those circumstances alters you some. But because of your faithfulness to God, you continue to stay in that circumstance and you pray and you believe God, okay? Now, in this particular case, this, this man got saved. After all those years, he got mercy and she suffered for 35 years. I imagine, you know, if you have somebody that's addicted, you gotta take control of the money. Let's just be honest, I mean, if they got the money, it's gone. You, there's things you got to do when you live with somebody who, who goes through money doing 
whether it's gambling or alcohol or drugs or whatever, you, you have to alter your life to make sure your kids eat. People don't like to talk about this, but this is all real. Okay, it is just flat out real. So you might as well just say it. So she was resentful after he got saved and she began to struggle in her Christianity. Now, if you're a religious person, you would think, well, why doesn't she be happy? I would say, because you didn't live with him 35 years. <laughs> that's why. I mean, let's just get real. You didn't live with him 35 years, so you're you just looking from the outside, and you don't know what it took to make that work for 35 years. So uh, she had to make a huge transition, because the same person that was the intercessor isn't the same person who's going to enjoy the benefit. Because while they were toe-to-toe -to -toe with the devil all them years, it built things into their personality that need healed so they can rejoice in the victory. See, we think people ought to just be able to go, oh, I'm happy. I don't know them people, and I don't know them situations. If you all can do it, I think you're great. But I think you've got to adjust yourself. When you've been abused a long time, you've got to adjust yourself once you get the victory. Because... You're going to have to deal with you now. Before it was outside of you, so it was easier, almost. Even though, it was, and, and some battles become comforting. Like if they're not there, you don't know what to do. You get so familiar with the devil, when he's not around, you're almost lost. And you have to adjust your heart to be loving and kind to the person that you feel like stole all them years. Now, you have to have God with you. I personally believe to do that. I think that in order to make that transition, I mean, I believe people can get saved and then get a divorce after that because they don't deal with the years of resentment that build up. So the reason I'm telling you this is because it's very good for what I'm about to speak to you about in Isaiah 61. Um, the person, like I said, the person was the, that was the intercessor couldn't enjoy the victory. That's why some soldiers come home and they can't switch to not fighting. See, people don't understand. People, I, you know, I, kinda, I have to do this. I kind of become where I'm at. Like, this is going to sound weird, but I mean, if you put me on a ship, let me go back and forth in the ocean a couple years, I'd become a sailor and I'd take ownership of that. And that's where I'd be. One of my biggest fears would be that if I went to battle, I went to war and I was gone a couple years, that I would want to stay. Now, that probably sounds crazy to you, but you become where you're at. You become what your environment is and you adapt to it to survive. And, and when you're taken out of that, you know, like, I feel like if you've been in a long spiritual battle a long time, you have to transition out of the tremendous warfare that you've been in all them years to be able to enjoy your life. Does anybody identify with this at all? See, that's why you've got to give soldiers space, people who have been through trauma space. Sometimes I think if we just quit trying to fix them and just let them work it out, they'd do better, you know? You can't fix everything. Only God can fix some things, no matter how good you are at it. You got, only God can do a few repairs. That's, I leave lots of room for God with people, and he's been faithful to me, and he's helped people by me leaving that room. He really has. So, um, you know, you've you got to leave time for that. And those, you have to help those people transition from that so they can forgive their mate. You know, some, it's easier to pray for somebody than it is to forgive them. You're going to think that's really weird too, but it's the truth. You know, you can pray and be angry and, and pretend it's not there. And I think God will give you grace when you're in a long fight to do that. But eventually you've got to deal with yourself. 
Turn to Jonah. I'm going to go to Jonah first. Jonah chapter 3. Thank you, Jesus. Life's something, isn't it? Just say it like it is. It is something. I think it's better with God for sure. He can sure help you navigate and you can release things. If your ability to release is where your, all your movement forward comes from. If you can't release, you're, you'll be stuck forever. And, and what's so tough about leading is if you can't get your, you know, it's funny. People think, why don't you get them to do this? Why don't you get them to do that? And there's a million reasons. They could be stuck in unforgiveness and can't move, so they don't know they're stuck. So you can't, it's like the Israelites trying to move around to get to the promised land. They all died there. It took 40 years. Nobody got to go but a couple folk because nobody could let go. You know, several million people died because nobody could let go. That must be really hard to let go. See, then now you know where one of your battles is. If two and a half million people die because they won't let go, that ought to tell you how hard it is to let go sometimes when you've been violated. But, uh, and this is a biblical truth, only the people that let go, though, get to go. If you can't leave, if you're tied to a, a, a post of unforgiveness or resentment or wanting vindicated, validated, and be even, get even with everybody. I heard this from Jake's one time. He said the problem with God can't promote some people because they'd use their authority to get even with all the people that wronged them. And so a lot of your promotions are regulated by your forgiveness. Uh, because if, if you don't get repaired, you're, you're going to use your influence for the wrong thing. Anyway, Jonah here, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. I'm sorry, 310. And God saw their works and that they turned from their evil ways and God repented of the evil that he had said he would do unto them and he didn't do it. We all know the story of Jonah. Nineveh's sinning. Jonah doesn't want to go because he knows God's good so he gets to get swallowed by a fish spit out on a beach because he's so stubborn that he don't want to go preach it because he knows God's good and going to forgive him. Now, you'll laugh and say, why is that important? There are people that serve God. Now, this sounds really crazy, but they can't switch. He preaches in verse 1. They repented. It says, it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. This is the spirit I'm talking about. He was so angry because God forgave him. You would think he would be excited that they repented, but he was not. Now, why, why did that happen to Jonah? Because Jonah wasn't clean before he started the job. Any, that's why I don't believe you force people into obeying God. I don't believe you force people into serving the church. I don't believe you coerce witchcraft or control anybody to do anything for God because if they do it with that heart that he's got, it's not going to matter. And after they do it, they'll still not be right. It's unfinished business. If you go to serve God, you serve God in levels and increments of cleanliness that you get. In other words, the more clean you get, the more you get to do. See, everybody thinks it's politics. It's not politics in an apostolic church. It might be politics in a, in a voting church. But in an apostolic church, God works by appointment, and the appointment appoints. And the appointment works by what they hear. Separate Paul and Barnabas for the work I have called them to. It's the Holy Ghost that actually sets the order 
through the leader. It's, it's God's design. If it's not by appointment, it'll be by politics. Unfortunately, in the American church, everybody's so politically minded, they come in the church and they think it's politics. And I can tell you, it's not. End of story. I'm not even a good politician anyway. You'd have to go somewhere else because I'm not a good politician. It's by appointment and by what God says. That, that, that I, I'm not telling you I wouldn't make mistakes, but that's my whole goal is to do things the way God wants them done, not what I think. I'm not interested in my opinion. It means nothing. I'm interested in what the Word says. Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John in God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. TV. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.